Becoming well. Well is a place of hope. Well is health. Are you well? Well is strength. Well is happiness. Well is good. Can I help you get well? Well is peace. Well is a journey. You can be well too. This is Becoming Well with the Simpsons. I live. I laugh. I learn. I love. And I. We do it well. well. with a new episode today. So y'all, yeah. t- today we are going to talk about grief. Grief. Viewer's choice. Viewer's choice, yes. Grief. Viewers, all of y'all. First of all, all of y'all viewers there. or listeners? Okay. Viewers, <laughs> listeners, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you right. Oh, you want to be proper. They ain't watching nothing. You get the time. They ain't watching nothing. Um, uh, so it's listener's choice today. Um, we took an inventory of what you all um, asked us to talk about. So we decided... Um, that we're going to talk about grief today. Grief is uh, hard, mm. for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, I still deal with it with people that have passed for, that have been passed for years yep. and years, and not just people, but things. Mm. Um, you know, that's 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 a big one too. We we always talk about grieving human beings. We don't talk about well now. There's this thing about grieving your pets too. Um, don't you no. ever say it like I've that. never had one, so I don't have don't that feeling. Don't you ever say it like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a thing. It's <laughs> real. It's real. R.I.P. Um, Nico. R.I.P. I miss you too, Nico. All types of stuff. Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about um, is that people will tell you there are five stages of grief. Yeah. Five stages. Mm-hmm. And they are denial, anger, bargaining, <laughs> depression, and acceptance. Um, and people will also tell you there is no set way to grieve. Yeah. And grieving can take extended periods of time. Um, so my first question to you all is, how in your lives have you dealt with grief? And what is your, I don't want to say coping mechanism because I don't like how that sounds, but how, what is it that gets you through when you feel how do you cope? Yeah, when you feel that you're grieving. So um, I'm gonna start. Well, one way for real, for real, is crying. Um, that's what usually happens a lot of times with me. Um, when I think about my grandfather. Well, I won't say anymore. But in the past, yes. I'm sorry, but shoot. Yeah, crying for me is crying, and I have to do this sometimes. Your grandfather. In a private space. My grandpa TZ. Uh, oh, never mind. I can't say that. But my grandpa TZ. May he rest in peace. King <laughs> Rupert. May he rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is that? Princess so, Diaries? <laughs> so, yeah. I say I'm crying. Um, anybody else got? want to talk about how they grieve? I will be completely and totally honest. When I feel grief, one of two things happen. I shut myself in my room and I will Netflix and chill with myself by myself all day long and eat pizza and candy and drink Pepsi and all types of things that supposedly make me feel good but don't do anything. Or I will binge drink. Ooh, talk about that. And I don't, I don't drink a lot I may have one once a week. Now, I go out a lot, but I may have a drink once a week. Mm-hmm. When I am feeling de- depressed, because that's the, the stage that I find myself in a lot mm-hmm. with grief, yes. 
I'm, I'm taking all the cocktails. I'm taking all the shots. And not the small little shot glasses. I want a big rocks glass. Give me everything, all the amounts of alcohol, because I, I feel like I have to suppress those feelings I like because I feel ashamed. I feel ashamed that how, how 13, 15, 17 years later. Who huh? Who do I grieve? Um, I grieve daddy hard. Daddy was our, yeah. is, was our great-grandfather, Frank yeah. Morris. I grieve him hard. A lot more now as an adult than I did as a kid. Um, and then Miss L. Ethel Fear Smith was my, my homie. And uh, when I even get a small memory, the taste of a candy, uh, uh, a candy yeah, hour. I haven't had one since. Not one like hers. Not one like hers. Amen. I just, I... And I can't even, I feel like I can't even cry anymore. Like the tears don't even come anymore. And I want them to, because I'm just like, can I just cry yeah, and get it done with and then go on with my life? But, you know, I, I can't, I, I feel stuck in it. Why do you grieve daddy so much? And I'm, this is not to be offensive, mm -hmm. but it's a real question because I think people have to understand the ages, mm -hmm. of how stuff affects you. We, mm -hmm. You were, I was seven. You were young. Mm -hmm. I was seven. He died in 2001. Yeah, you were. You, I keep forgetting. Yeah, you were seven. Just a couple months older and than me. We were 12. Oh. No, so you, you had to be a younger. What was it, 01 or 02? I, I was in I was a fifth grader. Sixth grade? I was, I, was, I was in first grade. Yeah, was no, like I was in seventh ten, grade. 10, 11. 10, 11. So I was, I was you in, were, yeah, because I was six. I was in first grade. What do you grieve most about him, I guess? Or like, why do you grieve him so heavily? What? Me, his presence. You remember his presence? I do. Interesting. I do. And I think part of it is um, a lot of my memories from him. This is going to sound kind of strange, but a lot of my memories from him and a lot of my feelings toward him come from my mom talking about him. Because that was her, that was her dog. And I spent, I, didn't, I spent some time with him, but I just wish he was here. Mm-hmm. I wish he was here. I miss his presence. I wish that he himself could still be here with us. I know my ear has to go, but you, what I hear is you grieve having a great-grandfather or mm -hmm. a grandfather mm -hmm. because let's just go here. I grieve my grandfather, and though I have a grandfather alive, mm -hmm. I still grieve having a grandfather. I do. I agree. Because the relationship that I'm supposed to have... We do. With my other grandfather, we don't have it. I agree. We don't, we don't have it. It's not and present. My, my paternal grandfather died when my father was right. five or six. So, so like, yeah, I was on a cruise ship the two months after my wedding at breakfast, and I'm boohoo crying mm -hmm. <laughs> on what is my second honeymoon because my grandfather, who is dead would have done anything to be at my wedding. And my grandfather, who was living, made a choice mm -hmm. not to come. What, what you feeling with that? Because you got married, too. I'm just <laughs> listening. I'm, I don't think in that aspect, um, and this is the, the, the whole 100% truth, I didn't expect him to be at my wedding because he didn't come to Eric's wedding. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't much of a letdown for me. Mm -hmm. 
I expected. I wasn't. I wasn't. Because he down. told me he was coming. Uh huh. I was let down. I knew he told me the same thing. Mm-hmm. But based off of your experience, History. yeah, yeah History. I didn't. I didn't expect He's got anything. A track record. I didn't expect. So that, I agreed so. that. Uh-huh. That's my agreement. Yeah. I agree, and I expected Thank for him you. to step up after Daddy died. In my seven-year-old mind. Uh, I, 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 as a younger, in my seven-year-old mind, I expected for my I grandfather to realize this man who took care of your family, my children. when you decided that this was not what you wanted, is now dead. And you know what that means to them. And not only that, you were there. You, you 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 did make an effort to come for the funeral, and in fact, you were the officiant. Mm-hmm. I expected in my seven-year-old mind, oh, because I remember one time I, I have a very firm memory. He called the house, and he I said, "Who is this?" And he said, "It's Granddad." And I, my mom said, "Who is this?" And I remember I could see her, and I said to her, "It's the new daddy," mm-hmm. because in my mind, that's what I expected. Mm. What's going on? Yeah. What was the first question you asked? <laughs> <laughs> how do you cope with grief? And what are, what are your how how do you grieve? Well, I'm grieving two people right now. That's like and, heavy. Yeah, and then the Eric asked what do you grieve? Uh, the one is my friend, brother. Um, he was killed last year. And I think that grief is like more like denial to me. Like it's just like mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? And then a more recent grief, who is like, it's really heavy right now. I just recently lost my grandmother um, on the 19th. All right, peace is the burden. Mm-hmm. I mean, a month. <clears throat> a month. The first month. And how I'm dealing with it is isolation alcohol. And um, tears don't come a lot. I mean, I have my time where they come. And when they do come, they come. They come heavy. But it's not, it's not many, like, I showed not a lot of emotion at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like, is this for real? Mm-hmm. But I was busy. I was up and down. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be still. Mm-hmm. I was moving around, like, a lot. Uh, it was just like, what? <laughs> like, this, never. Um, I don't have a small cup, a big cup. I'm drinking out the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on. And I don't like it. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it because right now I feel like I don't have no control over it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's all my desire is right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I just I just try to get it out of my, my mental, my membrane right now. Um, I lost my grandmother's husband a few years ago, and uh, he was cremated. So I do now have his ashes home with me, and I set my grandmother's obituary up on top of it, and I put... She had a thing for these clowns and masks and stuff. So I kind of like decorate this table in my living room. Like mm-hmm. that's their section. So sometimes, you know, I sit there and, you know, I try to talk and, you know, just be like, I just be like, I'd be, I look at my grandmother on the obituary and be like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that'd be my thing. So it just be like, for real? Like, dang. Like, what? No. It's just weird. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, uh, what I'm hearing, uh, is that a lot of people may grieve people that's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really only grieve one one person, um, and that's my grandma Becky. Uh. Um, she was my first adult best friend. 
um, is she wasn't our real grandmother. Mm -hmm. She was another set of our grandfather's children, their mom, but um, she was our grandmother nonetheless. I'm gonna say, can we say um, she wasn't our blood grandmother because she grandmother. was our real grandmother. She was our grandmother, for sure. I, uh, you couldn't tell her no different. I have a hard time um, when I'm out to eat. I barely, I barely eat pancakes. Um, mm. I don't like, and even though we've made it a tradition, this is my truth, I don't like baking cookies. I don't like um, Easter baskets anymore. I, I, I could care less mm -hmm. for them now. Um, taught me how to cook, taught a lot of us, you know, how to cook flour and chicken and, and just arts and crafts. It's probably why I'm so artsy now. Like, um, and uh, when she just, she got sick, I think it was ovarian cancer, right? It was. Um, it was one of them, breast or I think it was ovarian. It was ovarian. And um, I had never seen my grandma Becky cry um, until we all had prayer in her little apartment behind mm -hmm. CVS uh -huh. off a of market. <laughs> And wow, um, I I'd never seen my grandma Becky cry until that day. And I knew something was wrong because, you know, they teach you when you're young, don't pray with your eyes open. <laughs> but I opened them mm -hmm. and I looked at her and I couldn't tell the difference whether it was snot or tears. That's how hard she was crying. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, something's wrong. Oh, she has no hair. Like, mm -hmm. oh, what? Mm -hmm. like, and that was the first time. <laughs> I had seen um, a dead body outside of a casket, mm -hmm. and it scarred me. And um, I miss her a lot. I do. Um, I like chocolate Hostess cupcakes. I want to <laughs> keep those alive. And um, so, yeah, I grieve her uh, very hard. I don't think I'm in a denial or those stages. I, I think I'm at acceptance with that. Mm. Um, I know she would have been proud of me. We were always together. Um, she's got a, me and Tear out of many whoopings and punishments because it was always on punishment. But yeah, um, and then I, I grieve, I grieve. I guess relationships that I've damaged. Mm. Um, a lot of people won't look at themselves and say, "Hey, I was wrong," mm -hmm. but I, I have, and I've asked for forgiveness, although I know. A consequence, even though I probably wasn't the only person wrong in it, I'm mature enough to say, hey, this was my part, I apologize. Now, the consequence of that is the relationship probably won't be the same. Mm -hmm. And so, that's another thing. Can I? Can, so, going back to the five stages of grief, um, I can say that the two stages that I've dealt with or that I've been in the longest would be anger. And depression. Mm -hmm. um, so, my brother talked about it before in one of our pod, one of our podcasts. But when I was younger, so I was probably about four years old. Yeah, when Grandma Becky died, maybe three or four, ninety-nine. So I was four. Um, so then she she passed. Um, then the year after, my first pastor, he passed away. Mm -hmm. The following year. I lost who I would say as was my best friend as a child. Mm -hmm. um, I spent every day of with yeah. my grandfather, my grandpa TZ, um, from the time I can remember. Whether it was in school, summertime, Sunday, Saturday, whatever. That was my babysitter. That's who I was with 
every single day. Um, listening to the radio, mm. watching TV, watching TV, and he'd be in the other room sleep, but he watching TV, <laughs> like, every day. Like, when I was younger, I used to sing this, um, The Temptations, just my imagination. Like, every time that song came <coughs> on, me. we was both singing. But, um, so, then, then the next person that passed was who Jalen talked about, my great-grandfather. Um, and just those four years, it messed me up as a kid. And I think, I don't know, like we say all the time, we weren't allowed to express, I guess, as a kid. So I think I kept a lot of that stuff inside of me. Same. And just going, so from those four years, going probably till I was 12, that's when I realized, like, <coughs> hey, this is making you angry. Mm. Like, you are struggling with this. Um, but I still never said anything to anybody. Um, and I just kind of dealt with it on my own. Then maybe from the time of maybe 14, high school, that's when I was going through the whole depression thing. I probably was depressed as a kid too. I probably, I, so I'll say I went back and forth or, you know, double dipped in some areas, but I was just hurting for a long time. Like two weeks ago, I thought about my grandfather and I didn't get mad. I didn't feel sad. I just had happy memories and I was mm -hmm. like, wow, I'm 24 years old and this is the first time I've ever been able to think about mm -hmm. my grandfather without being upset or without being sad. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, um, a few years ago, I dealt with grief hard. Um, I grieved I grieved a false reality mm. Mm. I thought something was more than what it was um, and so when reality hit I drank that's mm. my I I binge drank. I I talked about it in the first episode. I I could take I was eighteen hundred black label, a hundred proof, straight. I I was just drinking, and I drank because. I enjoyed being numb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't have to think. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have to deal. I didn't have to feel. Yep. I'll drink and go to sleep. Now, maybe the next morning, my head was pounding. Take some Tylenol, go about your day. Mm -hmm. Or drink again. But, and or, drink again. Or keep drinking, because that's the way to that's, keep the hangover away. Uh -huh. It was, that was my reality. Um, yeah, that's that's what I grieved. Um, I still here lately. My grief has been for the African American culture. Mm. Wow. I grieve how society 
and how life has made it so hard for our black men mm-hmm. and how as black women we are looked at in such a negative connotation yeah. where our women are dying every day mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. doctors mm-hmm. are literally like they're on camera mm-hmm. They don't take us serious. No. So if you don't have the money mm-hmm. to push for your life, uh-huh. you ain't getting it. Sis. Can't get it. <laughs> that's that's tragic. Mm-hmm. For our black men who are living a life of no hope, mm-hmm. and they're really the mindset of this is it. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna do what I gotta do. To make sure that I make it, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. And we're killing children's fathers. We're killing husbands. We're killing wives. And it's such a big cycle. Mm-hmm. It's, it it's such a big cycle. And that, and it's just, it grieves me. Mm-hmm. Like, I... It hurts. Yeah. And America's doing nothing about it. Nothing. And America's doing nothing. What you described literally is is the definition of survival of the fittest. Yeah. And that's our mindset. Mm-hmm. That's the culture's mindset. Yep. And then here's the thing. Because even if a man decides... Because at the end of the day, a drug dealer, they have the business mind. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They, they got the go business mind. They, they, they got the business mind. But if they so decide mm-hmm. that they don't want to do this life anymore mm-hmm. and they want to be legit, mm-hmm. now they have to start all the way back from the bottom. Mm-hmm. And now, not only they have to fight their brothers and the people that they grew up with yep. because now they want to separate themselves, mm-hmm. now they have to fight society in the system. It reminds me of... Uh, it's a happy ending. It's kind of unrealistic at the end, but it reminds me of the movie Get Rich or Die Try. I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, 50 Cent was a drug dealer. He decided he wanted to quit the drug dealing business, uh-huh. wanted to be a rapper, yeah. ends up being successful, but it's not like that. Well, okay. I mean, it can be like power. Most times it is power. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's broke, it's dead, it's jail. Yeah. So, so then how do we help ourselves and other people? And our viewers, because that's who we don't And viewers. our listeners. Listeners, sorry. <laughs> and our listeners get better. Because it feels like we, we, with this particular issue, we are really becoming well together. You have to allow yourself to feel. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you, have to go, to you have to go through that process. We hear people all the time um, or say time heals wounds and everybody's like no that's not true that's because you didn't You have you allowed yourself to deal with this situation oh. and it's not even necessarily about drinking or smoking mm-hmm. sometimes like you said you were just busy some people get distracted with work mm-hmm. so they don't have to feel mm-hmm. they get distracted with family so they don't have to feel they get distracted with working out 
Right. So that they it don't have to feel. Stuff. Yeah, it can be positive stuff. It doesn't necessarily have to be something substance wise, mm-hmm. but you have to allow yourself to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I, I will go and say, because I'm, I'm big on communication now. I think talking about it definitely helps. Like just me, what I just said five minutes ago, like my shoulders feel so much more relaxed. My body, like talk about it. Um, and one thing I want to say is do not, if your kid, his actions or her actions, if they start to change, mm-hmm. talk to your child. Mm-hmm. Like don't beat your kid up about stuff. Like I, forget it. I'm going to let it out. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> When I was younger, like I told y'all, those poor people, things happen from, I don't know, probably from four all the way up. No, well, I won't say four, maybe six until maybe 10. I was a bedwetter. Like, that was, I didn't start, I didn't start as a child doing that, but that grief, and it's probably just from repression. Yeah. Like, it, ha- it had to find some way to come out. And don't beat your kids up about it. It's, I'm sure it's other things that kids go Iris. through. Getting quiet. Exactly. We calling talking, you out. <laughs> not talking or just changing whatever. Don't beat your kids up. Talk to them. Make them talk to you. Yeah. Find a way to make mm-hmm. them talk. Um, I think, for me, what helps me today, um, I'm still... A work in progress with this whole grief thing. Yeah, you're fresh. Yeah. Depression you're fresh. is real, real and it hits me hard. So what helps me is leaving, uh, leaving my home or going to just hang out in settings like this, such as or wherever. Like uh, the comfort and the comf- company with other people is it helps. Like and you know sometimes it may be brought up or whatever the case may be, but just getting out of that zone yeah. for the moment it helps. Like mm-hmm. that. That's. Don't stay isolated because, you know, it's easy to do. But everybody around here know, like, when I get into a deep depression, the first, especially Eric, he asks all the time, did you leave home? Uh You know what I'm saying? Because, and it helps, you know what I'm saying? Like, and a lot of people that know me know that helps me. Uh So just speaking for me, like, go, go, go to your safe zone, go to a safe space for you, friends, whoever, like, go, get out. Um, definitely, uh, there are help, helps out there. There are grief counselors. Akron is filled with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the House of the Lord offers classes. I don't know when they are, but they offer them. Um, uh, some funeral homes, Brandy Wilkinson mm-hmm. um, is a grief uh, specialist. I don't know if that's a ter- title for it or not, but go get help. Yeah. Um, and don't be afraid to get help. Yeah. Don't let what your auntie and your uncle and all them people and your family told you about getting help. Go get help. Uh-huh. Open up, talk to people, put yourself around the right people. Um, and whether you are, what stage you are in, when I go to funerals and I, I have to speak at funerals, I tell folk, you know, you're going to go through all of the stages um, and more. And they're not going to be linear. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen step mm-hmm. by step. You're going to go backwards. You're going to go forwards. You're going to jump around. Um, but I really believe this. Jalen said this earlier. He said that grief can take an extended amount of time. Yeah. I think grief takes an extended amount of time when you don't do work. Mm-hmm. I think that you're going to always miss the person. You're going to always wish they were there. Yeah. But the one thing that you can do is do your work and find meaning to continue to live your life. Mm-hmm. That person would, that you're grieving, the thing you're grieving, truly if they loved you, they would not want you to be stuck 
at that point of I can't move forward. I can't do anything with my life. So so go make something meaningful. Go do something that's going to uh, quote unquote make them happy. I guess um, find something that you can live with and, and go be happy. Um, you might not be there tomorrow, but you got to do the work. Put down the alcohol. Put down the weed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not doing that to be to judge mentor or anything like that. I'm saying it because they only repress. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And repression does not deal with the issue. It does not take away. Uh, it just delays. It, it just delays it. Absolutely. It delays it. It does not. It just delays your time and progression. Yeah. So so I know it hurts. Listen. And you, you hit us up in our inbox. On, on our becoming well, yeah. uh, uh, sips up with the sip sons. Go there, Facebook, um, and we will talk to you. Uh-huh. Um, I know we sound a little crazy, but we will pray you through. Yeah. Um, so seek us out. We're there to help and support. Mm-hmm. I want to say one thing before Jalen closes. Um, I want to lift some condemnation off of people. It's okay to grieve. Yes. Mm-hmm. People, I know for a lot of young men, and I'm not saying all, but some, you know boys, some men teach their sons don't cry, okay. don't you know, be out here being all emo or emotional and things like that. It's okay for the independent, strong, female, single parent, it's okay to grieve. Nobody mm-hmm. is thinking less of you. Nobody thinks you're not strong. You're not you can't t- stand on ten toes as y'all say. It's not none of that. It's okay to grieve. It's okay for all five stages. Don't let nobody belittle you because you are you grieving. Mm-hmm. It's okay not to be okay, but right. it's not okay to stay that way. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. To grieve is to be strong. I know you said you was going to close real quick, and this is going to be quick, I promise, while you're looking at me with your eyes. I am. <laughs> real quick. Um, so when you feel like you need a release from some grief or something, like don't be afraid to wherever you're at to scream, holler. Um, if you you about to go drink or whatever, scratch that. Go to the gym. Um, go talk to somebody. It's plenty of stuff that you can do. Um, positive things. Yeah. Do some work, right? Mm-hmm. Start writing a book, but le- find creative or um, kinetic ways to get rid of that negative energy. So, uh, to close it all out, we, <laughs> sorry, I got distracted. To close it all out, um, we hope that uh, this was really good for y'all. Um, we're going to try to do a listener's choice once every season or something like that. Um, but seriously, if you're dealing with grief, it, it's okay, y'all. It, it really is okay. Um, so take this information and go out and, and become well with it. It's not going to be immediate. And be okay with it not being immediate. Yeah. But go ahead and, and do your work. And eventually, you'll, you'll come around with it. So until next time, from the Simpsons. All right, y'all. Take Love care. Y'all. Take care. Be well. Become well. <laughs>